Welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. Today we are excited to feature Elliot Dines, or is it Dins? Go by Dines or Dins? You got it right the first time. Yeah, a lot oh, of people. All right, cool. Listen, I practice these names a week beforehand. I look and I say, I'm going to try. I If I butcher it, please correct me because I take pride in getting names right because they're not easy. <laughs> Sometimes it's not easy. But um, Elliot, if you may, introduce yourself to us a little bit. Okay. Hi, my name's Elliot. Um, I'm a uh, Southern California filmmaker currently, but I also jump between here and Chicago because I just graduated from uh, CCC, Columbia College, Chicago. Um, uh, I um, made washing off makeup about two years ago and uh, still really proud of it. You know, since then I uh, finished my thesis at Columbia and then I got another short film going. Um, overall, you know, it was just kind of like a really wonderful experience making the movie and, you know, learning more about complex issues as a filmmaker and kind of, you know, mindfulness, especially when it uh, comes to the queer community. So, yeah. Cool. And then uh, Washing Off Makeup is the name of the film? Yeah, it is. All right, cool, cool. Just to be clear. So what inspired you to get started in filmmaking? Was it like when you were young, you watched the movie or a show and you're like, wow, that looks cool. Whether it was production, like the acting or the sound design or the editing or like, did someone put you onto it, like a friend you know that's in the film industry? Or was there just like a specific moment where in college or whatever, you're just like, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted to do? Well, I'm, um, no, my uh, filmmaking upbringing, I was, I'm, I'm really thankful for how well it ended up going. Um, but basically, <clears throat> when I was in eighth grade, seventh grade, um, I made a friend who was really into making like YouTube videos and was just like complete film nerd, you know, loved Christopher Nolan and, uh, you know, all that jazz. So um, me at the time, you know, I wasn't really kind of like in that world at all. So it was just fun. It was really fun hanging out with him. And pretty soon, you know, it just became a really big part of my personality. So going into high school, what ended up happening is he went to this art school, this charter school called Orange County School of the Arts. And well, you know, we're in Orange County right now. So um then what I wanted to do is I really wanted to apply for my sophomore year of high school. I ended up getting in, which is really awesome because uh, not a lot of, you know, sophomores, juniors, seniors really tend to get into that program because they like kind of, you know, training filmmakers from the ground up, you know, almost. So at that time, got to work with, you know, kind of work on a lot of location shoots, make a lot of short films, a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and eventually... Um, you know, kind of like make your senior project, which was really, really awesome. And then, you know, see if you get into film school, you know, <laughs> college film school. So from there, I ended up going to CCC and, um, you know, did a lot of really fun stuff. My freshman year pandemic happened. And then I decided to make this movie because I really needed to get back into the swing of things. And, you know, one, making art that I really care about and two, also upping my game when it comes to production value and what, I can actually make on the sets that I really try to put together. So, you know, that was one of the really big incentives for the movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what, I guess you sort of touched this when you mentioned sort of how you had to go through film school. Are there any obstacles of note that you had to put up with to continue filmmaking? Like, was there a certain or was it just something as simple as like, oh, I never had enough time or people never showed up when they were supposed to? Like, 
what kind of obstacles or just situations have you had to go through to keep doing what you love? Oh my gosh. Well, making movies, I would have to say is obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Like <laughs> it never ends. It will, and it will never end either. It's a really, really hard life. <laughs> um, but you know, you kind of just gotta laugh your way through it. Um, oh my goodness. Well, besides me, because I tend to procrastinate and I really need to kind of just, you know, like taking, making a movie to, is a really, really, really big commitment. And oftentimes what will happen is you get further enough in pre-production that you're like, well, you're, you're in it now, you know, just you've done too much at this point to actually go back at all. Um, but I would say at least for washing off makeup, the biggest obstacle was producing a film without like a college or like a high school to back me up. Because, you know, like, let's say when I'm in college, you know, um, kind of like the executive producers, obviously, are the school. So it's like you get to go back to film instructors, you know, um, or kind of like a college to kind of talk about location obstacles or budget obstacles, you know, um, no matter what scale of project that you're on. With Washing Off Makeup, I really didn't get to do that because it was an indie film. So, you know, um, just from the get-go, you know, finding a DP that I clicked with really well and who really kind of respected the story just like me, but was also able to kind of bring like a really kind of technical aspect to the the entirety of the film. That was a big one where, like, and you know, also budget. I mean, we ended up spending, I think, $3,000 on washing off makeup. I mean, you know, so, um, I mean, and that's something I'm usually used to, like, um, I'll, I'll raise a lot of money for my projects because I know that they'll take, you know, up to nine months to finish. Um, I know washing off makeup took over a year, I believe, um, because, so yeah, so uh, budget was one really big thing and then locations pretty much. So I think equipment, budget, locations, those are always, you know, just really big uh, obstacles when it comes to film and especially for someone who, uh was trying to get back into film and test his limits after getting out of the pandemic at that time too you know kind of re not necessarily needing to reteach myself some of these skills but at least really get back into the swing of things i'd say and staying busy all right so tell us more about uh washing off makeup like a brief synopsis, no spoilies, no spoilies, but sort of guide us through what the story is about. Well, so what the story of Washing Off Makeup is about is it's about uh, this, you know, sort of introverted, avoidant attachment style teenager who gets invited, you know, by a group of girls to basically go dress shopping with them, you know, and this is obviously something that's really uncomfortable, uncomfortable for him. Um, and what happens is there's a, a queer guy who goes along with them and he sees him basically try on this dress. So for the person, you know, for this, uh, for this guy, um, what's wonderful is it's kind of this, you know, kind of like a lot of just things, you know, start clicking in his brain, you know, and he suddenly wants to also try out a lot of new things basically, or a lot of kind of, you know, new ways to express himself. So, um, you know, what's established after that is, you know, both the, you know, queer individual and both the, um, and the introvert individual revealed that they both have really hard uh, home lives, ones where they have to protect their identity, where they can't really show the full extent of who they are to their parents. So in general, like, you know, creates a lot of 
issues of self-esteem and then also kind of like, you know, basically in, in, invisible blocks kind of block them from kind of just expressing their full potential. So after this individual, you know, his name is, well, his name is Percy um, and the queer individual is Alex. So after Percy um, asks Alex to kind of just, you know, be like, so yeah, after, after, you know, Percy expresses his interest to Alex to go dress shopping with him again, then even more, you know, uh, identity develops for both of them. Um, and it gets to the point where, you know, they're trying to kind of basically figure out their identity, but they also want to stay safe at home. So that oftentimes creates a lot of question in their mind of if it's really worth it. But in the end, they find that, you know, when they're trying to kind of please all these really toxic people in their lives, they realize that, you know, it's, there's no end. It's never going, you know, that kind of behavior, it's, you know, or, you know, people pleasing is never going to end. So eventually they have to say no, they have to work on their boundaries and say, there's actually a lie in the movie, which is basically a theme, which is fuck them, that's all anyone can do. You know, they're kind of <laughs> spending all this time catering to people who don't care about them rather rather than to catering to their own mental health. And the way that that's shown is it's through experimentation. And then, you know, something else about the movie is it talks a lot about being queer and like not so much being like, let's say, gay, pansexual, bisexual, like, you know, there's no labels attached to this. It's more like this is a style. This is a lifestyle that I want to try out, basically. Um, so like those are a lot of the really big themes in the movie which is basically, you know, drawing a boundary between, you know, destructive people, you know, when maybe like you weren't really able to do that when you were younger. And then also basically finding yourself through experimenting and like finding your voice that way too. Okay. All right. So walk me through the process of making the movie. Was there like any sort of any surprises that you sort of had to curtail or any happy accidents like during filming or post where you're like, Oh wait, this is actually kind of cool. This might, this, this might actually work out like anything exciting, anything dynamic happen during the production. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I think the most dynamic part about production is probably the relationships that you make on set. Um, but I think the most wonderful thing has, was just had to be seeing the film come together um because at that time i mean you know i'd been through film school and high school and like done similar scale projects which i was really thankful for and it gave me confidence to do a project of this scale as well but um i mean i'd say if i didn't make this movie that summer i probably wouldn't have been nearly as active, I would say, because, you know, it got me in touch with a lot of high school peers again, and it got me connected to, like, just so many wonderful individuals around the Chapman, USC area who helped me make this film. Um, so I would say that the really happy accidents is basically being faced with hard, uh, you know, kind of like... <laughs> Uh, resiliency kind of like, you know, I don't know, hard, resilient circumstances and needing to kind of just battle your way through those circumstances. Like, you know, I mean, we had a school location that we needed for this. We had like two separate houses. Um, so kind of like, you know, locking these locations down and getting insurance for the first time, really big thing. 
you know, kind of basically, you know, picking up all the necessary equipment when it came to the black magic camera and lighting for the DP. Um, you know, those were all just like really big, you know, kind of noticeably hard things. And um, once I got my DP, we got crews that we had never worked with before. I mean, I knew most of, you know, the production design crew rather than the cinematography crew. So um, I think that, you know, not really knowing what you're going to get going into the experience was hard but in the end what comes out is just something that's really amazing um and then also like you know pushing my boundaries as a director as well because like i think the mindfulness of this movie is the fact that you know you need to kind of come to the terms with the way that you feel about something rather than kind of you know being afraid to express yourself in order in order to basically you know make sure that someone else doesn't maybe attack you or lash out at you because that sort of fear, that sort of CPTSD, like, you know, seeps into other relationships that you have going forward. Um, so like, you know, overall, like I thought, I think that was my first time as a director where I like tackled more complex themes in terms of filmmaking. Um, so like, you know, that was, I mean, you know, that set me up for success on so many other projects after this, after I was able to open my mind up to the way that, you know, movies inspire change and they inspire hope in people, you know, no matter kind of like what they've experienced in the past, you know, it kind of, it's almost like unlocking in that way. And, you know, it really shows the visual arc of people becoming more stronger individuals. All right. Okay. It's a very deep and insightful conversation. But Thank you. Uh, yeah, of course. I, I admit the truth. I admit the truth. But yeah. let's end this on a lighter note or a more jovial, trivial note, if I may. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Oh my gosh. Well, um, I think. I love asking this question. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, oh, okay. You know, it's kind of it's funny because, I mean, I think, you know, the way that I guess I've kind of internalized Spielberg's process is just his ability to kind of like spark hope and like, you know, almost like this, you know, I don't know, he has a really warm feeling to a lot of his movies and one that's, you know, kind of like uh, underneath it all, it's almost like it'll be okay, you know, you're, you're resilient, you'll make it out alive almost type of thing. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you know, with Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think it was just, I mean, you know, growing up, I think I had just like a really great balance of kind of like, you know, filmmaking and then also kind of just like real like action almost. I mean, you know, I mean, it just kind of like made me feel really, really cool as a kid. So it's just kind of like, you know, it's one of the first movies I was introduced to. And then, um, I mean, you know, kind of like, it's just, it was, you know, it was really fun. You know, it's kind of just like something you go to to enjoyment first before you go to it for anything else. So, like, that's the way that I kind of describe my favorite movies, I guess. So no Temple of Doom? No no Crystal Skull? No? Probably, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you know, right, the Last Crusade all the way. That's what I <laughs> All right. All right. No more teasing. Uh, last thing uh social medias so that we can find your past projects uh future stuff you're going to work on updates on what you're doing and then where can we find your uh your film once it's done making its run at the festivals well you know once it's done at festivals so well, this is the hope um 
since it was a semi-finalist for best drama, they said they're gonna try to put it on Amazon Prime. So I filled out the form and everything, uh, waiting for a response, but hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, Amazon Prime will be an amazing place for washing off makeup to finally live. And then I'll put my, you know, my Instagram in my in the bio, in the chat, and then Instagram to washing off makeup and peace and drowning, which you know is uh, a different film that of mine that's about to enter its festival run. But uh, for washing off makeup, it is. I'm just gonna make sure I have it right. <laughs> it's washing off makeup official speci specifically. Okay, so it's like washing off makeup all lowercase underscore official. And then um, for my personal Instagram, it is Elliot underscore with two T's because everyone gets my name wrong. <laughs> and I'll tell you how to spell that. Um, and then for my other short film, it's uh, called Peace in Drowning underscore official. And uh, those are my big projects right now. Awesome. Awesome. I have nothing else of you. So thank you, Elliot, for being on the Film Sessions podcast today. It was great having you. And uh Hopefully you have a blessed success for your future. 